Welcome to Zeitgeist Zealots. Who's the round table we got with us today? Let's start us off. Uh, Forrest is here. I'm Major. And I'm Robbie. And it's Matt. It's a special appearance by Matt. Quick, we gotta make this quick because Matt's a dad and he's got dad things to do. So let's go ahead and get to this hot D. Yeah, so, so Matt, what did you see? Oh, and we're also gonna be talking about uh, Marvel She-Hulk. So stick around for the second half of that. So uh, let's, let's jump right I into guess... the return of game of game of thrones because this is actually yeah, game Matt, of thrones. Think? this seems like uh, a nice homage to game of thrones so so from a high level i will say overall it was pretty meh um but it has potential i love where the storyline is going but I'm, I'm quite curious as to where the money was spent um <laughs> the first 40 minutes the yeah, first two thirds. The last one third, I had the same question. I, I was like, where did the budget go? Uh, the CGI at times is almost comically bad. Like, yeah, it literally looks really. like stuff and put it over. Like, it, it's comically bad. There's one scene in the beginning when she's flying the dragon, and you can see its wings go through a building. Oh, oh wow. really? <laughs> so it's like a, a video game lag yeah. almost. That's yeah. great. Um, but. Matt, let me ask you this: as the only other person on the podcast who saw it, uh, first episode of Hot D, um, and I, I'm going to call it Hot D. That's uh, House of the Dragon. That's what George R. R. Martin calls it in his blogs. Hot D. I'm short, <laughs> short so so I'm calling it Hot D. Yeah, for for those who don't know, that's what that's George R. R. Martin's beloved name for this series. Uh, so yeah the the cgi oh so comparing season eight to the first episode of hot d does this not feel like a more return to to game of thrones this feels more seasons one through four than seasons seven and eight no no and i i I like it and i love how throughout the episode they tie in the future of westeros uh when they're all pledging loyalty at the end you see you know the different Baratheons, the different Starks, and, and, and yeah. you know, Rickon Stark is the one. Uh, so they're obviously trying to, you know, go back to the actual uh, history of Westeros and tying everything together, which is a very George R. R. Martin thing. I love that. Um, the gratuitous violence for no reason, you know, was a bit, but uh, that's a Game of Thrones season two, three, season four type thing. Um, and, um, Matt, if you could just educate me on this, I think I know like uh, Patty Constantine is playing Ares Targaryen. Is this the same Ares Targaryen that uh, Ed, Ned and uh, Robert rebelled against? Or is this an earlier Ares? No, this uh, is like same. this Ares. Yeah, this, the v. yeah, this is almost two hundred years before. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this happened. So well, I guess they just don't age that much. <laughs> but no, Ares dad. No, no. But Major Viserys' dad was Ares Targaryen. That's like the king they that was the mad king they all rebelled against. Yeah, so, so I, 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 right. So yeah. So this is so the Targaryens love like uh, like all ruling families love to name each other after each other, which oh, okay. is a prequel very confusing. So yes, excellent question. But no, uh, Robbie, these people do not age uh, extremely well, and uh, Forrest, these are just in these are just names after names after names of naming people. Well, I do believe for the Targaryens as well, they named each other after dragons from Old Valyria. Uh, and that's part of the naming structure for the Targaryens. That's why you see name names popping up a lot. Is it so Valyria the name? After old kings and the name new kings after old dragons. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a good pattern. I see what they're doing is it, there. Is it Valyria the name of the kingdom that was pre-Conan, like that Cole lived in? Uh, there's the Doom of Valeria. Yeah, Valeria. From that's, the that's, from the Robert E. Howard Legendarium, I guess. Um, okay. But yeah, that's like what Atlantis was called, Valeria or whatever. Or the Valerian Age or something like that. I don't know. I'm not too... I only read like the Conan stories, not too many Cole ones. But um, yeah, so yeah. how how are... I guess... I, I guess so like... So, wait a second, Forrest. Uh, listeners, if you've ever read a Conan material, book, comic, I don't care. Anything but the Conan movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Tweet at us at Podcast on Twitter because I'd love to hear uh, if anyone out there is well-versed in the, the Conan-verse. Uh, sorry, go on, Forrest. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because like, uh, they can't make any new Conan movies or TV shows right now because I guess the people who, who hold the rights 
aren't aren't just producing are just not producing anything. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to make a third Conan movie because he wants to like re, not remake but like do sequels to every movie he's ever done except Predator apparently, and uh, they couldn't make a deal, so um, they couldn't get the rights. But you know, it's it's funny. Like in France, they do have Conan comics. They just can't call it Conan. It's just called the Sumerian. And they're probably like the best Conan comics that have been uh, been made, but they can't use the name Conan. So, uh, but yeah, let's get back to House of the Dragon. So, yeah. um, so overall, thoughts, I guess what's the Matt? yeah what's the uh, what's, what's your, the family? I know Patty Constantine is the king, and who are the who's the rest of the family? I mean, Matt Smith is there uh, with the most. And he's the son. Face. Yeah, no, he's the uh, the brother, Damien. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, uh, which is based off of the word demon, uh, according to George R. R. Martin, his, his blog. Um, you, you get a really nice mixed portrayal, like, you get some nice sweetheart moments with, uh, Rhaenyra's, uh, his, his niece, right? Um, Rhaenyra's? Isn't that her name, Rhaenyra's? I don't know. Oh, Rhaenyra. It's probably a lot of Y's and S's, of, like any yeah, other I'm gonna call her, name. I'm gonna call her Ray for short, just to piss off all the Star Wars fans <laughs> out there. Uh, so, Ray, the main character Ray in the story, uh, that's her uncle. Um, and she calls herself Ray Stark at the end of the... Cat's paw dagger. We get a little cameo. Oh yeah, I think so, if I watch this show, like I'm gonna, it's gonna be like Better Call Saul. If you haven't seen Breaking Bad, there's like so many like callbacks so, to Game of Thrones. Problem. I'm not gonna understand it. This is the one thing I think Star Wars is kind of maybe doing correct. And like, if you're gonna be jam- jumping like large like spans of time, right? And that's relative large spans. For some series, that's years. For some, that's decades. Blah blah blah. It is nice to have like an interconnective character for the audience to relate to like oh i am familiar with that character uh i have a sense of comfort now let me learn some new characters and we don't have any of that in in uh hot d all these people are brand spanking new so i will say for a i mean we'll call it a pilot for the first episode yeah. you know they did a great job in introducing kind of a little bit of backstory the characters, the court, the court intrigue, um, which I really loved, but uh, it's hard to take in for a first episode and keep people hooked. So what I disliked was uh, there was some very like forced scenes of gratuitous violence, uh, which usually is very Games of Thrones-y, but like, there were times during the uh, tournament where it was just like, oh, we're just going to shove a hole through this guy's head or we're gonna bash him with this no no reason just because we can or the scene with the uh the city guard mm-hmm. um we're gonna cut off this guy's penis because we yeah. can we're gonna Uh-oh. you know slash this guy like it was it, was, it felt really it's forced seems- you're 100 percent right, Matt. It seemed more gratuitous, like boys, like season three. Like it was being gratuitous to be gratuitous, whereas in Game of exactly. Thrones, it was violent because that's what was happening, and it was being realistic. Whereas, so like Game of Thrones is realistic, whereas this is being gratuitous. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Analysis. That's funny. Also, like, could I just point out my biggest problem with this whole episode was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. the vagina <laughs> arena. The vagina arena that oh. they play in. Vagina arena. The arena. Oh, no, that's, no, that's well, not. looks like they, a giant vagina, and they're uh, not even trying to hide that it looks like a giant vagina. It I is like just, so childish. It, it's not even funny. It is isn't that just like historically accurate? No, it it's not. Like the opposite not of the symbol. No, it's not. It's not. It is so obviously a vagina. And like they're just doing it to do it, and that pissed me off. And I get there's some allegory because as they're doing it, you know, the queen is giving birth to the future prince, uh, and maybe they're trying to like tie that in. But no, it's, it's just writing. it's bad. And then I, I will say, I'll tell you, metaphor. I'll tell you, bad story writing. Here's my biggest complaint, and I thought this was gonna be your biggest complaint too, and not the uh, uh, anti-phallic mean. symbol. Um, no. So at the end, um, King, what's his name, and Ray Skywalker are, are talking uh, in, in the uh, the the basement of the Red Keep or whatever with the dragons and a bunch of candles, and it's pretty cool. It's a good setup. I really do like the scenery. Like it feels expensive and it feels real, and you know some parts you could obviously tell were CGI. It's like oh, like real people set, real people set, real people set, green screen for the rest of like the the jousting arena or whatever. Uh, but at one point, 
the king is, is telling his daughter who just got assigned, you know, uh, that she's going to be heir, right? She's got assigned the, the kingdom one day uh, when he dies. And he tells her about a dream, a prophecy that the ancient Targaryens had about a, uh, a, a dark winter and the end of humanity. And like, I, everyone's like, you know, as a, as a viewer at home, you're like, wait, is he just talking about like, like a long winter or is he talking about like the long winter are we talking about like are we talking about game of thrones and then like the king's like and the, they call the prophecy a song of ice and fire yes, and i was like thank you thank you fuck? oh wow yes, i was, was like bad. gross that's that like, almost the grossest amount of fan service i've ever seen that, in my entire a, life that's that's a joke he just said the great. name of the movie in the movie he yeah it made me feel like it made me feel like he said it there it is like, yeah, you know, yeah. talking about, yeah, it's baby like, guy with Peter's, like, Griffin's like, oh, oh, he said it, he yeah. said it. He said yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> this will have to become Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And, like, oh, look, that's if you wanted it. to, <laughs> if, if you wanted to, like, throw, god damn, the Superman 4, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he said it. I'll have to become Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And, Major, really quick, what I loved about that scene, and why it detracted from that scene, was as he's telling the prophecy, it's the Baratheons that are swearing fealty, and then it's the the Starks are swearing, so it's all the northern. It's the Tully. Oh, oh, I know that last name. You know? Oh, I know that last name. Oh, it's you a know, high tower. It's all the the, the northern families yeah. who are swearing fealty as he's telling that story. Great, and then he says a song of ice and fire, and you're like, your brain just shudders to a stop. Let's go like, play a Game of Thrones after this. And you could just call it like, yeah, you could just be like, it's a prophecy of ice and fire. Like, there are ways to like hint, like, an homage to it, but like, it was so abrupt. It was just like poor story writing. It was like an AI was like, uh, the Twitter gods demand that we insert a song of ice and fire. Like, let me break it, like, break it down now. Like, it's not only stupid, let's break this down for a second, right? Because it's stupid. You guys all agree it's stupid, but let's break this down for a second. Who is this reference for? Right, the casual audience or the hardcore fans. The casual audience hates Game of Thrones after season seven and season eight. That's just it doesn't matter about reading the books or not. That was just bad. Like you fell in love with seasons one through six, and you fell in love with all the characters, and that was just bad story writing. And you hated uh, maybe season seven, but definitely season eight, right? So like for the casual fan out there, they're not going to remember what the fucking book series is called uh, uh, of a TV show that broke their heart almost a decade ago. I mean, it started almost a decade ago. I know it hasn't been finished. Yeah. And the hardcore fans, who is that for? You know they're going to fucking hate this shit. Yeah. I don't so, understand writing these days. So, Matt, you said this is not based off any books. So, like, if so, you... So this, like, is based reason... off of, this is based off of a prequel he wrote two or three years ago. And I refuse oh. to read the book because he should it's be almost, finishing the other books. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe I'll. Said, amen. Maybe I'll. Maybe I'll read that because I'm. It, the reason I haven't, a, finished, I haven't finished the Game of Thrones because I haven't read the books. It's more of a legendarium. It's more of like a an appendix. It's a textbook. Oh, it's not like Cimmerillion. Yeah. It's yeah. It's not okay. uh, a theatrical novel. I, well, I you know, Hollywood really loves reading. adapting appendices. Look at Rings of Power. I've so, heard. Uh, I've heard nerds have a hard time getting through it. Let's just say yeah. that. Oh. Um, you can um, buy the BJ's on the cheap, but really quick, you know, because I only have a few minutes left, uh, I will have to draw attention to one of the hardest scenes to watch in TV history with the uh, forced cesarean uh, that they have in this. And having had one of my kids do that, it was like really, I couldn't watch it. I, I had to turn away. Oh. Um, yeah. because it was just beyond brutal and yeah I get that there's a point to it but they just kept going with it and going with it and going with it it's like dude you could like scan off screen and show people's reactions uh, you do not have to get like this and this goes back the to camera just slowly moves away and you see yeah, exactly. like a river like and some screaming. deer drinking from a pond so there's one part where she's literally she's screaming and they pan away and then they go back to the joust, and then they come back to it, and it's just like, stop! You just thought we were stop. done, weren't you? Yeah, it's like stop! <laughs> it's 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 forced, it's unnecessary, and, and it's like it's trying to show how far we can go because we're HBO, and it really yeah. it really bothered me. Yeah, it's like I think there's a lot like a lot of HBO shows go for shock value rather than actual storytelling legitimacy. 
Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned the um, like the guy getting his uh, winky or his wiener cut off because I think they literally said like the sexual like I think the showrunner said there like the sexual violence was going to be toned down or like the, it wasn't uh, going to be as gratuitous yeah. as it was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. But it seems the sexual violence against men is still very much apparent in this show. But I guess the they want the sexual like, violence against women. They, they the said, gratuitous they said overall violence and boobs. Yeah, yeah, it's it's literally it's like an '80s you know slasher film TNA. It's all TNA, and then somebody gets their wiener chopped off. Well, let me tell you, let me reassure you, Matt, uh, and and the listeners out there, don't you worry. Uh, if this is like every other game uh, HBO thro- show of all time, it'll start with boobs and gore, and then it will completely dry up very quickly. Yeah, I think Boardwalk it's Empire. It's just to get your hooked into the season. Well, well and, yeah. I, I think I think I, like I said HBO earlier, formula. you have to introduce the court and the court intrigue, but you have to keep the viewer involved with the like hard stuff, and so that's why I feel like the violence is so forced in this episode. It was just thrown in there to like be like a bright light to say like, hey, look at this, look at this. All right, back to the court intrigue. On on top of that, it, it was kind of boring, right? Like, we don't know who any of these characters are, so we don't have, like, the character development yet or the character attachment yet. And they don't have any character development because it's a fucking pilot episode, right? So, like, it was overall a boring episode. When I say, like, a return to Game of Thrones, like, if this is vastly successful, we'll go back and look at this and be like, oh, I love the pilot, right? Because we'll have already fallen in love with the characters in the future. Uh, maybe because there's rumors have it there's a ton of time jumps. Uh, well, you in know this first I, season, so I might not even have enough time to fall in love with any of the actors. I don't even know well, how they're gonna. For me, for me, if they properly plant the seeds now, and they call back to it in episode seven, in episode mm-hmm. ten, then I will love this pilot because there's definitely a lot of seeds that are planted. Yeah, but I can totally see them just brushing over a few things. But uh, before I leave. Overall, like I said, my two cents, pretty meh, especially with the CGI, but it looks like it has potential, so. Okay. Better than I season mean, eight, that's all I say. Yeah, oh, definitely yeah. already. Which yeah. is yeah. like... Yeah, I think that's why... Book. I think this already has very high reviews on IMDb. I think it has like an 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm just like, I have a feeling this is like Jurassic World Syndrome. Like they're just overpraising it because it's better than the go, go back, go back, Go back and rewatch the pilot for Game of Thrones. Yeah, All right. exactly. You know, like, That's what I have seen. For a pilot, you know, like I said, for a pilot, it's, it's good. good. It's good, right? You know. Like the first pilot wasn't amazing. You have some some White Walkers. You have more intrigue, right? But you know, like so I've recently gone back and rewatched the whole series and rewatched like the pilot, right? And you're absolutely 100 percent correct. Uh, on, like rewatch the pilot, it, you know, the first time around doesn't hit as hard, but once you love these characters, it's it's a great episode. And if, if the characters hit it hard, I think that's exactly how it's going to be. Matt, thank and, you so much for joining us. Yep, we really appreciate thank you for having it. me. And yeah, um, thanks, I'm gonna man. I'm gonna bail before you guys start talking about She-Hulk, even though I have no desire. Oh. Hulk trash. Yeah. Anyone watch The Wire? I guess not. There's a character that goes, she, when he's upset. No, <laughs> no but I've heard it's amazing. Yeah. Tweet it as a yeah. uh, podcast. If, if you, you love Clay want. Davis from The Wire. If you want, if you want Major and Robbie to, uh, to watch The Wire, we'll, we'll do it if, <laughs> if we get enough requests. I, mean, uh, I think you'll like it more than, well. Well, it's not comedy, but obviously, but it's definitely I, not comedy. I think, it's the I think you'll like it in season eight of Game of Thrones, at least. I mean, I ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. The what, Wire, what yeah, it's like one, yeah, of like, the it's wire. like one of the most highly acclaimed television shows of all time. Yeah, it's here. like um, you know, like everyone wanted to have their own version of Sopranos, like you know, Sons of Anarchy is Sopranos for you know biker gangs, um, you know, Breaking Bad. Well, what's another like version? Like, uh, you know, like a Boardwalk Empire with Sopranos, but in the twenties, like Wait, the wires, like Sopranos, but like for like, um, you know, like um, black gangs in Baltimore, sort are you of. Just talking like, about just dark like, TV shows, or are you talking about gang TV shows? Well, just like all the shows that Sopranos like inspired, like Breaking Bad, oh, okay. Boardwalk Empire, um, you know, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh, Dexter. Well, I, I mean, you know, there's like a several others, but like everyone wanted to have their own Sopranos. Like everyone wants to have their own Game of Thrones now. So, well, speaking of Breaking Bad, let's talk about Marvel's uh, newest attempt, um, She-Hulk, which in which she breaks things and it's bad. Yes. 
It's so um, all right. So, How do you want to do this? Um, do you yeah. want to do overall opinions? Uh, who's familiar with the source material? I've caught up uh, things. To the oh case. yeah, I think uh, I'll at least say that. YouTube. Oh, it's funny. apparently there's a she QR code to read the first comic. I'll yeah, have to go back and like. Yeah, I think she's. That. I think she debuted in her very own series. Um, unlike like other characters that usually like start off as supporting so, characters. Fun fact. We we're all familiar, like, you know, if you're not super familiar, you're all aware of uh, the Hulk television show in the 70s that was incredibly mm-hmm. successful with Lou Ferrigno, right? So CBS wanted to do a spinoff of that where it's a female Hulk, all right? And Marvel yeah. caught wind of it while it was in pre-production, and Marvel figured, hey, we can get a comic out way before they can get a television show out. Mm-hmm. And so they got with Stan Lee uh, and another creator who I apologize, I can't remember. And they pumped out a comic book so they could beat CBS to the to the IP rights for a female Hulk character. For She Hulk. I think I think the same thing happened with Spider Woman. Um, like they were worried they were going to lose the trademark to Spider Woman, um, so they um, made up a Spider Woman comic, and it was like really weird. Like she was like a woman who evolved from a spider. Or something like that. It was like a really weird origin, but it was just like it wasn't like Peter Parker where she was like bit by a radioactive spider. Spider Gwen? Uh, no. Uh, but, no, that's so a different She-Hulk, one. But yeah, yeah. The, same, and same the She-Hulk thing. origin, the She-Hulk origin is, is, I would say it's pretty damn good. I'm not sure why they vary, they variated from. I mean, it's like a, it's like she gets her oh, she gets son in her blood. It's not, yeah, it's not blood. really, it's not really like. It's not really like that well thought out. It's just like we need to have a, a female Hulk. So like they're cousins, so they already have like similar DNA. So they just gotta get like the blood. So what were your blood. thoughts? So uh, I took some notes, obviously, uh, and um, I took some notes on my third rewatch because the the first two rewatches were so critical that I felt like any kind of notes would just be ranting. Um, um well, it's a so lawyer show with very overall, little lawyering. Let's some overall thoughts. Uh, so, Force, you said it's a lawyer show with a little lawyering, right? With That's very not... little. It's like the beginning, like, I'm a lawyer, and then no lawyering until like the last three minutes. And it's like, so, in you know, room. You, so a little behind can... the scenes for why that was. Um, the the origin story we saw, like, you know how she, like, walks out of the her 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 office with the paralegal right and she breaks the fourth wall right and right then she, away then she then she walks back in and breaks the fourth wall right away right one what is i didn't know she we'll, was going to do that <laughs> we'll get back to the fourth wall i've got lots of questions about the fourth wall but so what happened well, was is that they test they tested the series out with you know a test audience right and they didn't like it so what they did was they took the origin story which they for some fucking reason put in episode eight of a nine episode run right and they they re-edited episode eight to go to episode one right so the origin story where she's with bruce and everything right that was supposed to be eight episodes that was that was supposed to be episode eight Mm -hmm. and they moved that to episode one uh and you're talking about a trial scene so like fast forward to the end of the episode right and she says all right now that you've caught up uh, before i do that one it's it's i feel like she was insulting the audience right she's like oh apparently you guys uh aren't gonna get past this until uh you know the explanation of how i became the hulk so let me explain that to you right so i was like what the fuck like i felt i was like wait is she insulting insulting the fucking audience two minutes into her fucking new television show dude but then i'm in the background story (laughs) and that it just tested poorly so you know what that means to me bitter ass writers right bitter ass writers who wrote what they thought was like the most amazing nine episode fucking television show ever and it did not test well with the audience and so they got the critique back from the marvel and the producers and they're like take the origin and fucking put in the first episode you dumbasses like it's an origin for she hulk <laughs> don't leave the origin for shield to the penultimate episode of the first season like get the fuck out of here like yeah what is, like spider-man marvel spider-man did it so right by just skipping the origin jumping straight in to like spider-man already having his powers whatever uh but at the end of it right we come out of the the whole story and she's like all right now back to the trial 
right? Because like, let's right. like now that you're what, done with well, the we stupid, don't even know what the yeah, trial is about. So now why that we're do I done care? with the stupid Marvel TV show, right? The stupid, stupid superhero origin. Let's get back to this uh, Ally McBeal like comedy trial comedy drama or whatever. And then before the end of the episode, a random villain comes in. We don't know her name. We don't I'll know see her the origin. Wall for who There's knows no setup. Exactly. Jump and she beat it in like wall. two seconds, like five seconds. Like her contemplating whether she should become She-Hulk was longer than the actual fight. The worst yeah. wire work ever. And you know why it took her long to contemplate it? She was like, "Oh, I really like this outfit." <sighs> Record scratch. I'm sorry. You're telling me you were contemplating saving people's lives versus your fucking outfit? Like, I'm not even like misogynistic here. Right? Like, this is just, like, a question of, like, morals. Like, do I want to, like, <laughs> save my shoes or save my, like, jacket? Or do I want to save these fucking like, people? Unless it was, like, she's That's hiding... Just, it seems like something a man would write. Like, a sexist man like, would write. Like, like, she doesn't want to save yeah, people because she's, yeah, like, not like an empowering. Well, no. That's something knows a sexist about man would write. You know, that that's point. a great problem. We don't know. We, we don't know. They yeah. took episode eight and they spliced into episode one. So we have fucking no idea. Like, it could have been just her friend been. or just everybody yeah. knows she's She-Hulk right now. But let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and break down. Um, let's go ahead and, and kind of walk through the episode here. So we talked about this mm -hmm. a little bit with the fourth wall break. Um, but this seems to be an in-universe fourth wall break, right? Like she doesn't just break the fourth wall while people are all around her like Deadpool, right? Like Deadpool was like in the middle of shooting people and then he would just like stop the camera and be like, oh, hello there. You might be wondering what I'm doing yeah. on this bridge, right? But she's like, excuse me, I need to like leave the room so I can talk to the audience. And then like fast forward later on, she tries to talk to the audience again and it looks like Bruce Maynard, AKA the Hulk, smart Hulk, can fucking smart hear her. Hulk. So, like, what do you guys think is going on with this fourth wall break? Um, well, I think it's, like, it, it happened in the comics, and that's sort of, like, what she was sort of known right. for. Oh, okay. It's amazing in the Deadpool. comics, but, like, I'm sorry. That's a great... I'm sorry, I should clarify. What do you think it means for the MCU? What the fuck is fourth uh, wall break I mean, in the MCU? They're just, like... I, I mean, there's probably, be like... Because they're bringing Deadpool in, so there's probably, be like, you know, they're probably going to meet... She, she's He's probably going to meet She-Hulk at some point, and she's going to be like, oh, you break the fourth wall, too. So I guess they're just, like, preparing for... Uh, Deadpool's um, arrival, but also, you know, it's funny, like, it's this happened in the comics, and it was just like, there's like one comic where she's like jump roping naked. She's like, I know what you're thinking. Marvel do anything to sell a book. <laughs> she's like jump roping naked. <laughs> and um, it's like, you can't see anything because, like, the uh, the jump rope, like, like is covering her. It's naughty, like, a slow Marvel slow. comic. To speak to that yeah. force, I think it'd be really funny uh, if She-Hulk had to like get from where she was to where she needed to be to fight a bad guy, and you I just see her run across set. Like, so yeah. there's like a really infamous panel where she like, you know, she like jumps across panels to get to where she needs to be. And I think it'd be really funny for her to like run from one set, and then you see her running off set, and then run onto the set of another person, uh, of, or run onto another set, and then face like the bad guy. Like, I think that'd be like yeah. really key ways to like break the fourth wall. Rob, what about you? What did you like it? Did you like the fourth wall break? Does, does that mean anything? Yeah. Does it shatter your king universe? I do. I do like it when Deadpool does it. I I actually wasn't expecting She Hulk to do that. That was a good surprise uh, for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going with it. Nice. Oh, I'd, I'd say it's it's watchable. Definitely I'll watchable. Say. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I like it's like... enjoyable, but for the podcast, it's definitely watchable. Yeah. I mean, I liked uh, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk in this. I mean, he probably had like more character mm. development than any other. I mean, he was definitely like you know, yeah. I mean, I've got. I think he did a he did a good job. Like the actor Mark Ruffalo did a good job, even though like he didn't have a whole lot to work with in this. And uh, you know, there's the the, the montage where she's tra he's training She Hulk and so well. You know, let's, let's let's break it through. So She Hulk, uh, Jen. Um, is obsessed with Captain America's virginity. Uh, and I just want to point out like, the awkwardness oh, yeah. <laughs> of this, right? Like, so she's talking to her uncle, right? But this isn't like Captain America to her uncle. Like, this is like her coworker. So this would be like you sitting in the car with your uncle asking about his coworker's virginity. Like it's just like it's like, like when you break it down, like that's a weird conversation. That's true. <laughs> right? Like and like like Bruce like mentions it. Like Bruce is like, hey, like, that's my friend and coworker. Like it's like it's fun to speculate on the message boards, but it's also kind of like none of your damn business. Um, but then we yeah. see, you know, so they're driving on the road, and then like a Sakarian, what carrier class one, 
message vehicle like comes mm-hmm. right and there's like a ton of like Sakarian questions in this uh episode one many of which uh it does not even matter to um to bring up because i really doubt this well i think they're setting up world war hulk because for uh the uninitiated um the uh, hulk had a, a son while he was on sakar in the comics scar and uh, yeah scar he's like a shape-shifting hulk or he's called like s-k-a-a-r-r something like it's it's you know it's not s-e-a-r i yeah i think it was like from greg pack's run which i haven't really read but um i think they're gonna do world war hulk i think they're finally getting the movie rights for the hulk back from universal so i think there's finally be another solo hulk movie at last but um who needs another solo hulk movie like give me world war hulk in a six episode and eight episode like disney plus format do you really want that cgi on the tv screen again or would you rather see it in like a film i don't want world war hulk i don't want the, i don't want the world that war hulk storyline in, in one and a half hours oh we lost rob um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I, I'm strongly thinking that's what that's why the Sakaar ship. Because I think like at the end of this this season, there's gonna be a, a after credit scene with Hulk, and he's gonna meet his son. You know, I think that's yeah, gonna be the uh, that's probably exactly son it. of because Hulk. because yeah. you know he Hulkling. originally met them not to hammer not to like be the not the hammer in this point, but like you know like that was supposed to be episode eight. So like Hulk would have met him in episode eight. So we probably won't hear much more about that. Uh, and, until maybe later on, maybe episode nine. Uh, yeah, first of all, I think yeah, his, name, his name is Hulkling, which is probably the most unintimidating yeah, name that's a ever. Name. First of I like all. That. But I think he's also, his boyfriend is uh, Wanda's son, I think Wiccan. They're like boyfriend and boyfriend in the comics, so. You know, Don't maybe know. he likes. I haven't, haven't, haven't kept, kept up with this. Um, Hulkling is going to show so... Wiccan his dingling. Let's talk about Bruce. So Bruce bleeds into Jen, and she becomes the Hulk. She blacks out a couple of times. Uh, we see what what this the uh, what 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 the director yeah, called they, the most important scene in the episode. Yeah, like a bunch of women see uh, a, like a woman who's like beaten up, bruised, and covered in dirt. And instead of like calling the police, they give her a makeover. Which another 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 thing that a sexist man would write. If he was right. writing a female superhero show and not a you know a, a progressive woman, you know. Uh, I also want to point so out this like, very, this, this is very, it's very bizarre. Has, has the screenwriter ever been to a bar before? Because like okay. that was like the most empty a female like bar. Like, like every bar I've ever been to, there's a line coming like, out. They would all be at a club. Room. They would all be like a club in like you know. I don't know where, which city they were in. I guess California. it was a State very Valley. diverse, like from, so, from the bathroom crowd inside to the group of degenerate, sketchy ass fucking guys outside, all waiting for their Uber XXL. I don't know what they were all fucking doing outside, but that was a very yeah. diverse group of people in that random ass fucking bar. And they gave her a pair of shoes and a jacket. It's like no one's that. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen drunk girls give drunk girls shoes before. hundred percent. Like I'm okay with that. Like that's like it was over the top. Like maybe someone should like you know call the cops or or, or ask for consent. Like if you're gonna be spraying her with hairspray, right? Like you need to fix. Or maybe you like maybe call her a cab at the very least. You're spraying dirt into her hair. Uh, but so like that was dumb. So she gets harassed and then she starts to Hulk out and black out, right? Now, which later on, we find out that she's actually in control of her power the whole time. So, like, there's, like, some controversy around the scene whatever. We go to the Hulk hideout in Mexico. I like the Hulk hideout. What do you guys think? Trademark that bitch. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't realize Mexico had, like, palm trees. Which I, it shows how ignorant I am. Although I did go to Cancun and Cosmo as a kid. So I, I mean, known, look, but. we're this far into the into the MCU, and Marvel writing's gotten so bad that I wouldn't be surprised if like the the foliage isn't even accurate for the the scenery these days. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, She Hulk uh, has such amazing blood that that Bruce Banner Hulk was smart Hulk was able to somehow just inject her blood into his blood and it fixed his arm. Uh, that's, I don't know much about science. That seems yeah, like a however experiment. That, however that happened. Uh, no, but so anyway, so she science. says, so, here's my and thing. And then it's so just her in there. And she's like, so that means I'm like better than you now? Like, and what is this <laughs> like question going on here? 
Uh, and then the, she has the audacity 10 seconds later to call him Smug Hulk. Right? Like, oh, she's yeah. like, like, she's been Hulk for two minutes. And she's like, oh, so I'm better than you uh, at being a Hulk? And then she calls him Smug Hulk. Like, these, like, so, like, I have no problem with, like, a strong female protagonist. And I actually have no problem with Mary Susie. And, uh, I'm citing my, my love for the Rise of Skywalker and you know, like, I got over, like, fuck Ray, like, whatever, like, I'm okay with that, as long as you have some kind of character arc, this seems to just be straight up, but what I have a problem, or I have a, a legitimate problem with, is bad writing, right, like, my wife, dude, like, who is this TV show, my wife fucking hated it, she thought the writing was garbage, and if this isn't written for a 29-year-old nerd, or female nerd, or whatever, I don't know who this is written for, <laughs> uh, it's rated for women in their late thirties. In the late thirties, are they buying? Are they buying toys? I don't know who this was rated for. I guess for. So. I, I, yeah, it's, it's strange. Um, but yeah, uh, it's rated for women in their late thirties. So anyway, the Hulk. Let's go. Let's go on. Let's keep talking about like talking about bad well, writing. Think... Let's talk about bad writing while we're talking about this scene, right? So after all this bullshit goes down, the Hulk says, "Holy shit, am I jealous?" Right? And like, so there's something called being green with jealousy. Green with jealousy. Right? And like, how <laughs> fucking hard is it to write that into the fucking script? Like, these are the fucking dumbest writers in the fucking world. What's being green like, with envy? Green with envy, green with, yeah, jealousy. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, they, they're both right there. Like, the Hulk is fucking green. Like, green the best of, the Hulk is green and the Hulk smashes. Like, those are the two fucking characteristics of the Hulk. And you're talking about jealousy, aka envy, or whatever. And you couldn't fucking write that 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 darling of a line. Like this is purposefully bad writing. This has to be. Like no one could be. No one couldn't. I refuse to believe you could get hired. Like there has to be some kind of process of of, of, of hire. This is become a hiring process to become a Marvel writer. Well, I think I think the head writer wrote the Pickle Rick <laughs> episodes. That was her claim to fame. And I mean, even that episode, I. I think it's overrated. I'm Pickle Rick. That was the whole fucking line. It, it had it had a green character as the you main. You know what? That was about as successful as Feige was like, "Oh, she must be good, right?" She Hulk. Yeah, just like like the person who who created the Hot Pocket jingles, good at fucking jingles. Yeah. Hot but, Pocket. Um, so I guess yeah. Oh, I think the thing what pissed people off was like you know, Bruce has been through so much. You know, just, he's dude, been a fugitive. He can't years. have it. He can't. He couldn't even have sex. He like, you know, like yeah. remember in the first Scribble Hulk, he couldn't have sex. He was become the Hulk, and then like, you know, Jin's just like, you know, well, I've been catcalled. I have to deal with incompetent men, you know, not incompetent is, women, you know, only incompetent men. All yeah. terrible. But you know what we've seen as the MCU audience? You know what we've seen? We've seen the Hulk try to kill himself. We've seen yeah. him put a bullet. We've seen him put a gun in his mouth, pull the trigger, and we saw the big guy spit it back out. Right, quote unquote, yeah. whatever. Uh, so just, it's weird to have like a pissing contest of like, uh, like my life sucks. Oh well, yeah, well my life sucks, and I try to kill myself on camera. Uh, and then like, dude, like, so she was talking. And she's like, first off, yeah, for she want to go back to like, it sounds like a man wrote this fucking script uh -huh. when he was talking about the two characters, the Hulk being like angry and something else, and then Jennifer was like, oh, those are the basic characteristics of being a woman yeah yeah and i yeah. was like oh my wife was like oh what and like to put some like perspective like while well, i was in the air force like she's usually the only woman in the fucking hangar it's been through a lot man it's just yeah it's i don't understand who this was who this was who who was this written for who is this for i yeah. i do not understand <laughs> so in the comics let's break this down in the comics she hulk oh, yeah. does have that more control sense. initially than the regular hulk because she gets uh she becomes the she hulk through a blood like transfusion and, and not radiation and not radiation so like the hulk is stronger because he had direct exposure to gamma radiation where she only has it through blood right which means like the, which is why she's in more control but in the comics as a as as a as a sacrifice she's a lot weaker right because she didn't have that direct exposure but here it seems like she's skipping 15 years of the hulk and she's stronger uh or at least more agile yeah she's lot. stepping up to all the things he was doing 
Yeah. So, like, I want to point out a couple things. One, I did enjoy the boulder scene because we saw from the we, we saw in the trailers it was like he threw a boulder and she threw, she threw it further, and then it cuts away to another thing, and then you get some like some like toxic ass woke white men online be like, oh, how is she stronger? And then it's like you know. In the but then it shows him throwing it like a meteor, yeah. out into outer space, dude, and I you see it. it. You see it catch on fire too when it hits at hits <laughs> yeah, going dude. out of atmosphere. It was. I fucking love there's it. There's no other boat like, out there. <laughs> oh, dude, I can't wait for like some Marvel property in the future with like. Um, someone just flying around like like above the atmosphere and then like fucking random like rock just comes flying past them he takes out a satellite <laughs> oh man that would be yeah. great uh and then i'll tell you like as as someone who used to be a bodybuilder i'm not that super flexible like uh a very fit woman at the top of my prime right could have kicked my ass in yoga uh, and i know because i went to yoga classes like people walk in they'd be like oh that guy's jack like he's like what's up and it's like nah dude this muscle's just weighing me down i can't do this at all i can't stretch <laughs> i'm not flexible um but uh besides those two comments the rest is completely just like physically bullshit. like the hulk his <laughs> muscles which, which by the way the cgi did look down the hulk for the most part but like yeah. his biceps yeah. are bigger than her entire torso and then you're gonna tell me she stands even close to a chance. Now I'll give you guys a chance to to defend this because I'm gonna state this one fact. Maybe the Hulk has been weakened because he was taken out by a Jeep, right? Uh, the Hulk that we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, that was about, so weird. The Hulk that we're talking about was like fucking indestructible, had an amazing five minute fight scene with Tony Stark's uh, Hulkbuster armor right like that was an amazing scene in age of ultron like that was so good but it turns out like tony didn't have to spend billions and billions of dollars with like a satellite and like this amazing hulk armor. he just needed like a jeep or a hummer well it's also like the hulk it's also like the more anger the more anger the more strength he has and he's kind of like calmed down yoga hulk right now he is he is he is yes so that 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 could like and plus he wasn't like trying to Destroyer was just trying to no, slow her down. Pretty sure the Jeep just crashed into him and not be able to move at all, no matter how. But hard yeah, it, the gas. but yeah, it did seem to like shove him out of the way. Someone who can like throw a boulder into like the stratosphere should not be dented by or even like moved at but, all. But like by. he's like he's probably the same weight as that Jeep. <laughs> or more. And, and on top of that, like, so, like, let's say he was just playing around, like, play fighting with her. Don't you think he would have like stopped as soon as they got close to the shack? right his his bar like the one thing he fucking treasures he's got no friends as she pointed out he's got no one in his life all he has is this bar and he can't even get drunk which we'll get into that like i don't know how that's supposed to oh be yeah the upside of being a hulk that's fucking good anyway. thing they didn't succumb to temptation yeah think of all the money and the only and the only woman he can probably like you know have relations with and not kill. not anymore all oh, the wait. all the money and liquor they were spending on that night all i can hope for is, is that uh bruce got it in before uh his wristband broke his prototype wristband yeah well it's funny because if you read like the old man logan series um like he hulk does have children um with she hulk like what's in the future it's like a dystopian future but it's like bruce banner has like gone insane so he just has children with um um she hulk and it's funny because like the final issue of that series is like wolverine versus hulk because that's was wolverine's debut in a hulk in a hulk issue so it's a nice little throwback but uh yes that that has happened but i'm glad they didn't succumb to temptation what uh what do you guys think is is fast is super fast metabolize metabolism and not being able to metabolize alcohol is that a superpower is that a pro or a weakness well didn't captain, captain america able to do that captain america hated it the flash hated it i'm not sure why and like this is just yeah, more bad writing why is can't get drunk that's yeah why that's like that's like a punishment that's not a yeah. that's not a like a yeah boon. Hey, and then so this is just let's talk I about say, that, yeah. Right? I agree with you there. Right? They're like, oh, so like, I was just talking about how bad like the Hulk is. Like, maybe we talk about the good stuff of being the Hulk, like getting drunk. Like, first off, this is a Disney Plus show. Why don't you talk about the good things of being a Hulk, like how you save the fucking world, how you save yeah. the car, like yeah, make up a story. I don't care. But instead, you're gonna push booze. So one, bad, bad Marvel, bad Disney Marvel, uh, and then two, 
it doesn't make any sense. Uh, that's terrible. And then yeah. three, uh, the Hulk who tells her this later gets tricked by her being quote unquote wasted, right? And then he reveals mm-hmm. the secret about Captain America, uh, and then and then she's like sobers up really fast, and then she yeah. like stops Imagine. the act, and he's like, "Wait, you're not drunk?" And it's like, "No, motherfucker, you told me you can't get yeah. drunk." Well, wasn't maybe she was yeah. human? I don't know, but I don't know, I'm defending the show. I feel bad, but it's like imagine telling Barney, <laughs> imagine telling Barney <laughs> Gumble that he could never get drunk. He'd like be like, no! how's that? Every sounds, but um, yeah. Just imagine someone like George of the drunk. Jungle couldn't get drunk. No, <laughs> no, never. I need beer. I don't know. How's he say? Uh, I need anyway. beer after watching this. Uh, so, look, there's a fight. It's dumb. The Hulk gets crushed by some rocks. The Hulk is crushed by a jeep. Uh, CGI is good, CGI is bad, blah, blah, blah. Uh, at the end of the day, the fight was worthless because nothing gets resolved, and then the Bruce Banner, the Hulk, just fucking It was like anyway. Civil War. There was no stakes. There were no so stakes. So here is one of my problems. At the beginning of the episode, right, it opens. The fucking first episode, of the first time we see She-Hulk, right? The debut episode, it opens up, and we see her, and she's give, she's practicing her speech, but she's talking about responsibility and the responsibility mm-hmm. of people with power or corporations with power. And is it the responsibility to just stand idly by or is it the responsibility to do something, right? And like, like in good writing, it would parallel this this trial with what's going on with like with her heart and her life and her storyline, right? Like in from like this flashback, we see that she has she does not want to be a superhero at all. She has no desire to be a superhero. Just right? wants to be but a lawyer. She has great power, but doesn't want the responsibility. However, we then flash back, and then then the flashback ends, and we go back to this trial, and she's about to give this the speech about how this company is bad because they have great power and they don't want to have responsibility, which just makes her a fucking hypocrite. Right? Yeah, it's like, this is bad like, writing. Uh, doesn't like right? her paralegal have to like literally twist her arm? I don't not literally, my, but literally I, twist her arm to get her to change. I wouldn't care if this was a thousand percent. A hundred. If this was a thousand percent anti men, right? Like this is some kind of woke agenda, feminist movement. Like, like let's get more Wait. fucking like pro feminist oh. icons. Fine. Whatever, but don't make it bad writing. Like the 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 folly of this show is bad writing. Well, why can't She Hulk be a feminine icon, right? Oh, Only a thousand percent. Why so low? Because the writing is so goddamn terrible. Yeah. So hopefully we'll find out what Titania is all about. Because who? Uh, Who's that? I yeah, don't know. Because exactly. are you talking about the person? But Mr. Kool Aid. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So fucking not to mention the worst wire. Yeah, they didn't say time. who that was. They didn't oh, say yeah. who it was. There was no character motivation, and I'm sure we would have so gotten that who some, that was. We would have gotten yeah, it's like yeah, they better from the tell comics. Us. Like they I'm sure in the us. original episode, we would have gotten some character motivation. We probably would have gotten a fucking name or at the minimum, right? But because they spliced episode eight and episode one, we didn't have any time for episode one. And then they're like, all right, time for the flashback. Like, the, the stupid superhero stuff is over. Time to give the Adam McBeal uh, trial comedy show. And, but Marvel, I think Marvel's so afraid of losing viewers and them just being, like, watching the origin and then not watching episode two that they immediately backtrack from that. We don't see five seconds of this fucking trial uh, before... <laughs> What's the trial even? J- even jumps about? in and it's like, oh, it's like, just kidding, we're still a Marvel show, there's still bad guys, like, don't leave, come back for episode two. Like, dude, so <laughs> fucking thirsty. And that's because Marvel knows how fucking bad this is. But, like, they, they can't cancel it, right? They don't have... Uh, the, they it, can't they gotta they gotta sprinkle a joke into everything too. Was this yeah. funny? This was supposed to be a comedy, right? Like, so yeah. let me ask you this: like, I didn't think this was funny. And then when you put it in perspective, of this is coming from Marvel, right? Marvel who undercuts every single serious scene. It's a death scene, it's a tragedy. It doesn't matter. Every single serious scene gets undercut with a joke. But this wasn't funny at all. No. But you know we got preached to, so you know. Amen. <laughs> See what I did there. So yeah. So can I just I don't say know. I'm I'm fucking stoked for episode two. Let's go. <laughs> Let's it, fucking. It can go. only it can only get better, right? It can only get better. Yeah. Like the worst so. could it get. 
Bobby. Um, well, what's going to be in episode <laughs> eight now? Famous last words. Now that we saw like half of episode eight. Feige's like challenge accepted. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, uh, you know, I mean, I'll watch it. I mean, yeah, I don't think I'll Mark Ruffalo is going to come back unless he was like the only thing that he like, he definitely saved this episode for what little good there was. But yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I need to watch. it's so cruel that Better Call Saul ended the same week this started. Like an excellent lawyer show, like ends, and then like an awful lawyer show begins. <laughs> just so, yeah. isn't just isn't wait until Daredevil cruel? gets ruined. Just wait until Daredevil gets ruined. Oh yeah, and his yellow show. costume, which totally does not work in live action. But hey, the, and the like, they, they've already said like, yeah, we're gonna see the lighthearted version Daredevil. The light, yeah, oh, I was gonna I say the writers. Wait. Oh dude, I can't wait so for the Disney fied, family friendly approved, you know version oh, of daredevil rob one more thing you might not be keeping up with the, the articles like forrest and i have uh so you might not have read this but uh the screenwriters have admitted that they don't know or they're not comfortable with writing courtroom uh content yeah. like courtroom yeah, like, scripts shouldn't you've got like a writer from like boston legal so or, if you're wondering why um, there's you know, not a lot of actually drama it's because they don't like the writers admit they don't know how to write it which is a weird choice for writers for a courtroom TV show, but I mean, I'm not the head exec at, Mar- uh, at Disney, so... And, like, there's there's probably, like, legal dramas that there have been female staff writers on, and they couldn't, like, bring any of those. They just chose the, the, the woman from Rick and Morty. Just, just get a you legal know. consultant to, to, to spice it up. You know, yeah, but there's, like, like, a, there's like, like, so many legal, legal dramas out there. They could, I mean, they had to get a female showrunner. They just had to. And, you know, just for because of, you know, the. Hey, uh, Legally Blonde yeah. was written by Amanda Brown. I've never seen Legally Blonde, but I feel like that fits. Yeah, but there was, like, so many more qualified people to be in charge of this show than, I guess, they should not have gotten someone who doesn't know how to do courtroom dramas, you know. Um, but, anywho. Um, yeah, I guess maybe I'll watch this. It premieres on, I mean, Thursdays, so. Um, so Woo! Which yeah. means woo. that we'll be following uh, on the podcast here. At, the um, woo is the... air escaping my fat flaps as I'm rolled out because I died watching woo. this show. Uh, don't worry. Uh, Hot D will bring it back and <laughs> back to life for you. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. You want to plug our social media, Mage? Absolutely, I do. You guys can follow us on Twitter at ZZealot Podcast. Let us know what you think about that Hot D. Do you want some more Hot D or... Uh, should More. this have been canceled like the other four spinoffs uh, that, that that was pitched? What do you think about She-Hulk? Is uh, is this Hulk smash or is this Hulk trash? Let us know at oh, uh, nice. Zella Podcast. <laughs> thank you, thank you for it. You prepared that, didn't you? Um, and thanks so much for listening. Thanks for sticking <laughs> around to the very end. We really appreciate it, uh, everyone. And the outros. Yeah. All right. I'm Forrest. I'm Major. Now I'm Ravi. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Oh, trash. Thank you.